0: I'm joined today by my very, very good friend who's stepped in for me at the last minute, Sunita Dastajaf, is that right?
1: Dastajaf.
0: We just want to say that we're going to be talking in the first part of the show about contraception. We are just going to be talking about our own experiences and other people's experiences that we've heard. We're not sexual health professionals or anything like that. We just felt like... On Project Middlesbrough we like to talk about subjects that people don't want to speak about such as cervical cancer and mental health, postnatal depression. I think it's important that we talk about that and we're just going to be talking about where contraception is available in Middlesbrough, different side effects and just a general chat about it really because we think it's important but I'd just like to welcome Sunita to the show.
1: I'm very pleased to be here, Chloe. I'm
0: so glad you're on me, honestly. We're going to be starting on the different forms of contraception which are available. What is there for people? The young, they the don't know much about contraception. What is there available for people? Actually, the NHS have a guide online where you can find
1: mm. what the best type would be for you. I mean, obviously, this is my personal
0: opinion, yeah. not those of Sexual Health England, as we've already said. As we've said, me and you are not. Because when I said it, I find people thought that you're like, that's your profession. <laughs> but I think. you're 24 i'm 25 obviously we've had our own experiences as young women we can share that with other young people or even older people just about our experiences with going to the doctors and what's available within middlesbrough i think think it's a really important thing to do i was a secondary school teacher not too long ago yeah
1: and i had to lead sexual health talks within the school It always seemed to be more poignant to bring my own experiences in there, appropriate experiences to share with the children, than it was to keep it very formal. And I think that's very important for something that we could bring
0: to Middlesbrough. I agree. I remember when we were discussing last night that we were going to talk about the subject. I even myself was a bit nervous to discuss it, but then I thought it is important for young people who are 16 to know what is available for them if they want to be sexually active and obviously they're wanting to seek contraception. What different types are there available for people? So someone's 16, they're looking, for some type of contraception, what is there available for people?
1: I originally went to get help, but that was it wasn't to do with being sexually active actually. When I was 16 or 17, I went because I was having irregular periods. Mm. So I went to my GP and got put on the combined pill. I think you said that you were on the combined pill as well.
0: Yeah, I have been on that. When I was 16, I was absolutely clueless. I didn't know what to do, where to go. It's not something that I would have gone to my parents and spoken about. When I was in school. I went to a Catholic school so we never learnt about that. It was only till I went to college, a sixth form college, that I kind of got quite well informed about protection that was available for me. I still think this more information needs to be given to younger people. I think it's something that we need to talk about more. I think it's still a subject that people, like with mental health, that people are a bit weary of talking about because they feel like they maybe don't know enough about it. And obviously it's linked to sex. It's a subject that people don't like to talk about. Would you agree? I think there's a lot of stigma surrounding this subject.
1: Being somebody who's from an, an Indian background, I definitely felt weary in approaching that subject with my parents, with my mum. And I think if there was more available, like there is now for young people.
0: I think I agree. I'm from like an Italian background and I'm a Catholic and I think it wasn't something at 16 or 17 I felt comfortable going to my parents to talk about. But So what is there available? Obviously, the most common thing is the pill. So there's two types of pill, actually. Yeah. So you've got the combined
1: pill, which uses two hormones. It uses progesterone and estrogen. Yeah. And then you've got the mini pill which is less commonly prescribed and that one just uses progesterone. The combined pill is where you take it for 21 days and you have seven days off for a bleed. I mean, what were your experiences with taking the combined pill?
0: How did you feel about it? For me, it was the wrong thing to take. I was a bit stupid when I was younger. I never was on any proper contraception till I was about 20. And I remember going to the sexual health nurse at my medical practice And her saying to me what do you think works best for you and to be fair she gave me a leaflet and she went through about four or five different things that I could go on in an injection that type of thing and I was a bit sceptical of that because I'd never been on it and then she offered me the combined pill which she was explaining how I had to take it for me not being a very organised person I forgot sometimes to take it when you're sexually active if you forget to take it it can affect a lot of things so for me not being a very organised person, it didn't work very well for me at all. It made me more stressed, to be honest, because I wasn't taking it daily, so mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't working properly. So I think if you're organised and you can take medication every day, it's a good thing to take. But my problem is, if you are sexually active regularly and you have a partner, if you forget to take it, and obviously we all take it to mainly prevent pregnancy, that's the reason I was taking it. That caused me more worry. So I think maybe it worked for you, but for me personally, the amount of stress I had going on in my life, it didn't work for me.
1: I found that I was regularly getting spotting. It's like having tiny periods between your period, and it's just so inconvenient, it's a horrible feeling. And I also felt that I was getting irritable, so it felt like somebody prodding me in the shoulder constantly. Anything that people would do would annoy me, like if they just were breathing, I'd get annoyed... It was just crazy, and that was microgynin that I was on at the
0: time. So when you were experiencing that, did you think, this isn't for me, like, this, I need to be on something else, or did you continue to take it? In terms of
1: having a partner and stuff, I think it is always important to go belt and braces, to have the pill and the condom. Yeah, definitely. But now, in hindsight, and looking back on my experience of the time being on the combined pill, I just don't think that hormonal treatments are for me. It made me almost feel like a
0: completely different person. I think that happens to a lot of women, but they're scared to say say that it's affected them and then to go back to the nurse or the doctor and say that this isn't working for me. I think it's key to say to people who are listening there are so many different types of contraception available. It's not just the pill. There's other things that you can take. There really are. I know that...
1: Recently on Love Island, there was a girl called Rebecca Gormley. Yeah. And she went
0: on and she was wearing a contraceptive patch. Which, you say, I remember you telling me that earlier. I don't know what one of them is. I'm not informed. So what is a contraceptive patch?
1: So the contraceptive patch is a small sticky patch and it releases hormones into your body. So it's similar to the pill except it's applied directly to the skin. Yeah. It's waterproof. You can do sports with it. Everything that you would normally do. And rather than with the pill, you stop it for seven days to have a bleed. When it's your you period, just take yeah. the patch off for seven days to have that bleed instead with the patch.
0: So that's is that a new type of contraception that's just recently come out, or I couldn't tell you, but I do. I think personally, I wasn't aware
1: until I saw this on Love Island that the I'd, contraceptive patch I didn't know you
0: said because I don't watch Love Island, but uh, <laughs> i know, It's not for me. I didn't know that existed. I really didn't know. What other contraceptions are available? Because obviously, we're all different age groups. What can be available for women who have had their kids and they don't want any more children? <coughs> What's available for people in that situation? Obviously, this is just from what I've heard from yeah. a friend that's yeah, had. We a child. are disclosing to people that we are not professional sexual health advisors.
1: <laughs> 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 she after having her second child, was offered to have the copper
0: coil. To be fair, when I actually went to the nurse pract the first time, she told me about that and she did say to me this is more for people who have had children who are looking not to have any more children. It's not really something we'd give to women who haven't had children yet. And obviously I haven't had any kids yet, so it's not something that I would look at. So she was given the copper coil. What is
1: that exactly? It is like a small T-shaped bit of copper or plastic. Yeah. And you go to a clinic and it's inserted into your uterus, into yeah. your womb, and it protects against pregnancy for five to ten years. So when you've had your children yeah. or you decide that you don't want to have children, that is an effective
0: a very effective form of contraception yeah. to go for. But that's not something that younger women who've not had children would go for, would you say? Would you say it's for more people who have had their children?
1: I think it doesn't tend to be offered by GPs. I was going to say uh, that
0: my nurse pack said to me, like, I'm not going to offer you this because you haven't had kids. And I thought, well, to be fair, she's got a point. Because I'm 25 now, if I'm going to have children, it's going to be within the next 10 years. So if I'm getting something that can stop me having children within five years, that's going to prevent me having a child. So I think that is a sensible thing by sexual health charities and GPs. Not to offer that to women who have not had children yet.
1: I think the worry is that when you are under a certain age, is you might think that you don't want to have children. We all you will potentially our minds change up, your we? mind. It can be removed. You you know the copper coil can be removed, yeah. and it takes about twenty minutes if you go back to a professional to take it out. Yeah, I think the issue that I found with not considering the copper coil is that it can cause some issues. There are people that have gotten high temperatures and problems. With pain in their lower abdomen. Yeah. My friend that got the copper coil after having a second child, she started getting a foggy, foggy brain. Yeah. So she was forgetting things that she didn't used to forget. Which is
0: quite a big side effect, isn't it? That is a.
1: See, I don't know if it's listed as a proven side effect or anything, but this is just something that she experienced yeah. herself. Yeah.
0: Have you always found when you've gone to the doctors or to a sexual health clinic that when they've spoke to you about contraception, if you found they very much told you about the side effects? of that contraception if they always fully explained to you what the side effects potentially could do you think they're clearly explained to people who aren't maybe aware of contraception
1: i feel as though they do list some of the common side effects but i think when you're a young person certainly when you're under the age of 16 you just shrug it off yeah,
0: you do. You, you don't just think like, about oh, it, do you?
1: You know, I want to go be sexually active now. It's going to clear my skin. It's going to do what I want it to do. Yeah. Or give me regular periods again. And you shrug it off when they tell you about the side effects. Go out there and live your life. When you're that age, you tend to think, well, it's not going to be me. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's, it's not going to
1: happen to me. It happens to everyone else, but what happened to me.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there's the pill, the patch, uh, the girl from Love Island wore. Uh There's the coil, which we've established is more for people who've had children, who don't want to have any more children. Is there anything else that's commonly available for people, or are they kind of the three main things? There's the contraceptive implant. I've heard of that. Sometimes it's just
1: called the The implant, not an implant. What
0: is the implant?
1: So the implant is a small plastic rod that's put under your upper arm by a doctor or a nurse. Yeah. And it releases progesterone into your bloodstream, and that is supposed to last three years. It has the same effectiveness as the combined pill or the contraceptive patch, which is 99%. percent
0: So all about 99%, are not they, percent effective from having pregnancy?
1: The good bit about the implant is mm. that some women can't use contraceptives that contain estrogen. So for them, using the patch or using the combined pill wouldn't be an option. So for this, they can use it because it primarily uses progesterone. The problems with the implant, I've heard, have been... One girl that I used to work with said that she had the most horrendous mood swings that she's ever had.
0: I've heard that, the side effects of your moods, which, that's a big thing, isn't it? If you're at work and you're a mom or whatever you're doing, for something to affect your mood, that's a big thing, isn't it? I've heard a lot of people tell me that that hasn't been the best option for them Because when I went to the nurse pack, I was offered that And I was very sceptical of it And I knew that it was only offered in certain parts of Middlesbrough So I was a bit like, I don't want this in But then I guess, you've got it in for three years You don't have to think about taking a pill daily That's maybe an advantage of having the implant done
1: I mean, the thing about the implant as well is. It's supposed to not affect your fertility, but then you've got other things like having irregular periods or it stops your periods altogether.
0: Which I don't think I would like. That would make me nervous and quite anxious. You can get. Your acne can become worse. It's not as easy, is it? Someone's young and they're looking at contraception. It's a massive conversation, isn't it, to have and think about after what we've just explained there. It's such a vast topic, and when you're so young and vulnerable, and
1: impressionable, I think, navigating that minefield of what you should do, what's best for your own body is so difficult. And I think that's why it's so important that we talk about these
0: things a lot yeah. more, that we do open up that dialogue. The thing is, in 21st century Britain, we need to have more open conversations about things that in the past we've been scared to talk about. So I think we're going to be discussing where you can get this help within Middlesbrough, if you want to go speak to someone about possibly going on the pill or different contraceptives. I just think it's important today that we've had this conversation, and we most probably, hopefully, we've helped people. talking about contraception, our own experiences, what's available, going to the GP, the side effects, and it's just been a really good conversation, I'm so happy we're talking about it. Now we're going to be talking and discussing a bit more where it, is it available in Middlesbrough, obviously it's Project Middlesbrough so we've got to mention the borough whilst we're on air, so Sunny, where is it available? We've discussed the pill, the contraceptive patch that you can get, you can get Cock-a-pile. a coil put in, there's loads of different things, basically we've just been talking about the main common things where within Middlesbrough can people seek contraception advice sexual health advice and get contraception where is that available for people in Teesside
1: I think the first step is you can see your GP
0: yeah your GP if will not, help
1: yeah if not there's there's a website it's called the Uk. yeah and if you put in our area, it tells you where you can get help within side Sexual health help, confidential, free advice. It's non-judgmental. But I think that's key
0: to say that you won't be judged if you go there.
1: I think prior to my first visit to a sexual health clinic, I was very self-conscious. I was thinking, God, they're going to judge my yeah. decisions. And it's not like that at all. It's brilliant. There's a line that you can call if you need help that's available Monday to Thursday, 8 till 8, Friday, 8 till 5.30, Saturday, 9 till 5. And that's 0300-33-01122. And they can book you an appointment, or you can just go to a walking clinic.
0: So The main thing, the first thing to do, if you are thinking of getting some form of contraception, is phone your GP, just give them a brief description. They'll most probably refer you to the nurse practitioner, who will go through with you, what's available the side effects and you honestly they do help you a lot another thing we want to discuss is the morning after pill now this is something that I think a lot of people if they wanted to get it they wouldn't know where to go they would be really scared they'd feel judged where can people go in Teaside if they want in the morning after pill where where is that available for people i think for most
1: people they think that you just you know i'll walk into a pharmacy mm. any old pharmacy super drug whatever super drug boots boots and it costs them 25 pounds and the thing that i get slightly annoyed about is that you can go to certain pharmacies within middlesbrough there's right. a red poster outside on the window and it will say that there's free emergency contraception for those aged 16 to 24 you can get a free morning after pill i know that boots in in the town center and at Teesside park as the well the one at Tside yeah. park and there's a lloyd's pharmacy on ninthot road that do the free emergency contraception the morning after pill
0: Yeah, and you be, you go in a consultation room, don't you? You don't. It's not out in public. You're in there with a pharmacist having a confidential conversation, and you don't get judged. You know, there's no judgment, and I think it's just key to say that to people if you are needing that. What were your experiences growing up? you are in school and college the advice that you were given because i went to a catholic school and obviously people will know whether it being a religious school i mean obviously the age of consent is 16 so that's kind of when people and people do get it younger um, protection contraception i was taught nothing until i went to sixth form at 17 year old about contraception i had no idea and i wonder if i was sexually active at that age who would i have turned to because to be honest at 16 i was so naive i wouldn't have gone to the, my gp w- were you informed when you were younger my first experience was actually at a youth club
1: that was up my road
0: hmm.
1: we had an exercise of putting different flavored condoms
0: <laughs> on a banana i shouldn't <laughs> laugh but it is <laughs> <On> a
1: banana <laughs> and looking back i'm like how on earth would that help does you does
0: it help me to know about flavored condoms i know exactly we Were you informed at sixth form? Sixth, you're 16 to 18 when you go to sixth form. I, I went it's... to uh, one in Gisborough, and to be fair to them, they did media tests. They were spot on. They helped, but there weren't any actual direct classes. There were more like, you know, stalls in the middle of, like, the calf or the atrium. There wasn't actually a sexual health awareness lesson when I was at college and wasn't at school. So from 15 to 18, I was never actually given a lesson about where I can go for sexual health. I had to find it myself. It wasn't something that was given to me directly.
1: I know at school, we had groups that were coming to talk to us and we were shown, like how to properly apply condom. We were given a little talk about contraception. But I feel as though once I reached sixth form, college age, yeah,
0: there was nothing available but that's when people start to be sexually active and get protection and contraception because they're 16 17 18 that's when it comes do you think it's because there is just there's still we are better now at talking about it but there's still a bit of a stigma and a taboo around mentioning that word contraceptive because i remember being at college and they're giving giving out free chlamydia tests and they'd offer them to people and people were a bit like Oh, I don't want to talk about this, and like walked away. Mm-hmm. I mean, being seventeen-year-old me, I was a bit like, "Oh, I don't want to discuss this with people." Do you know what I mean? I feel as though it's so it's so important at that age to to be given some advice. Definitely. and I feel as though it's at that age that you're sort of left to your own devices. You are, but the thing is, you're not going to go to your parents. I never, I've never sat down with my mum and dad. had a conversation about contraception because i don't want to Then my parents i think now it's like leave it to the mum and dad but i i found everything i found out was through online and friends it was through my own initiative when i actually decided when i was a bit older to go to the doctors but i know now my brother is 16 and i don't think he's ever had a lesson about it and i think if he ever wanted to find out where would he go but i do agree i think from I mean I was in college over 10 years ago I think it's improved in the last 10 years definitely and I think the advice and guidance that GPs and sexual health clinics give you are a lot better than the war say maybe 10 years ago would I you think agree it's just
1: about fostering that ability to have open dialogue to talk about these things and not feel embarrassed whilst you're growing up so that you you do feel comfortable going to a sexual health clinic or you
0: do feel comfortable do talking you think to people are scared to go to them do you think they feel judged I know, I certainly felt like I was going to be judged. I felt very yeah. weary. Because it, it's the word, isn't it? Sexual health clinic. If you ask someone what do you think of when you say them words, people would tell you all sorts of negative connotations. I think it's just changing that it's not embarrassing to go to one of them to seek advice and guidance for different types of protection. But I, think I think it's it, just so important. Yeah, it is. I think it's important that you come on today and just inform people who are listening. I just want to say thank you for coming on and kind of having this subject with me because i'll be honest with you i wouldn't be able to have this conversation on my own in front of a mic having you here and us both i mean you're 24 i'm 25 so we you know we've been adults since 16 9 9 10 years sharing it with you i felt more confident now to talk about this subject before coming on there i would have felt quite nervous But we're going to put all the details on the Project Middlesbrough Facebook page, Project Middlesbrough website, CVFM Radio Facebook page, just to keep you updated, just for the different facilities available within Middlesbrough.
1: Thank you for listening to our podcast. Check out our Instagram at CVFM Radio and please share our podcast with your friends if you enjoyed listening.